welcome to Bangalore Bits. Hi Subbu. Good, how are you? Yeah, going good. So you want to talk about uh, Euro? Euro Cup? Uh, no. <laughs> no? Okay. So I, I, I felt bad for uh, Messi at least. Uh, I mean, what a phenomenal player he has been and I think it's really sad that they again lost actually. So, okay. Anyway. So we got a, our friend back uh, for doing yet another episode on on uh, Cloud Foundry. Um, his name is Murli. Hi Murli. Hi Zabu. Yeah. So we spoke, I think, I don't know, many, many episodes back. Yeah. I think uh, you can find it on our site. Uh, it was a good introduction about Cloud Foundry. So what is, what's happening at Cloud Foundry? I mean, there is a recent, uh, uh, I mean, event happened. Uh, I, I, not much press coverage on mainstream media happened, uh, but what was your key takeaway? You know? Yeah, so uh, this was kind of very important event for uh, Cloud Foundry Open Source uh, Consortium. So this is like uh, one of the biggest uh, Cloud Foundry event which happened. Uh, I mean, so this is third, but uh, this is like uh, attended very... Uh, so this is like an yearly event? Yes, this is a okay. yearly event. It uh, typically happens during uh, the May or June mm. time, frame, time frame. So this, so this is the Cloud Foundry uh, Foundation side? Correct, correct. Not the pivotal part of yeah, it. Yeah, so it's come to... Um, so end of uh, 2015, uh, so there was a open source forum which was formed. Mm. So IBM, Pivotal, HP, SAP, they all came into this forum along with some of the banking customers like BNY and all those people and they created this open source consortium, right? So this is, uh, this is kind of now 63 member consortium. Okay. So this is driving the complete roadmap, how it should be going. Mm. With very good uh, and interesting feedback from the impl- uh, from not only from the operators, it is from the end users. Okay. Those guys are coming in and giving the feedback and also contributing to this. So, uh, what are some of the really standing out announcements they made? Yeah. So, some of the key things uh, which was covered in key uh, keynotes is basically uh, they started something called Cloud Foundry certified uh, platform. Okay. And uh, they have started putting a tag. So, for example, 2016 Cloud Foundry certified platform. And key platforms are uh, Pivotal, Cloud Foundry, HP, Helion, SAP, IBM Bluemix, and okay. uh, Atos. So, apart from that, GE predicts, there were a lot of talks saying, okay, GE predicts is come out as a platform. What is it using in the underneath covers, right? And they have openly come out and said, uh, this is Cloud Foundry based. In fact, they have gone for the certification process and they are uh, Cloud Foundry 20, uh, 2016 certified platform now. So okay. these are uh, the things. And then every year, based on how the platform is proceeding, they will they are going to introduce Cloud Foundry 2017 ready, mm-hmm. 2018 ready. So you know which enterprise platform is something which is... So what is that year? Does, does it signify the version number of the Cloud Foundry? Yeah, it's basically uh, they wanted to put version 1, 2, 3 kind of like uh, things like that. But then uh, the number of commits they are uh, doing every year is uh, is kind of phenomenal. This year alone, they have uh, done around uh, 2000 plus patches. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, what is the certification process? Is it like (coughs) something they are 
I mean, they are introducing some services which are compliant with Cloud Foundry's architecture. Yes. So some each one will have their own set of services, right? Correct. Correct. So services, see, Cloud Foundry basically, uh, you can say it's more like an app platform, and uh, it comes with a Bosch layer, which uh, kind of. Uh, gives abstraction for whatever services you are okay. kind of doing. So this is mainly on the platform play. So the, in this platform, for example, now uh, there is no mechanism for you to access the local storage. Mm. So uh, Cloud Foundry specification is now coming with uh, a local storage mechanism. Now, if you don't implement, so that uh, is a mandatory feature that needs to be installed in 2017 release. Right? Okay. And there are a lot of updates to Diago and uh, 2016 is not mandating implementation of Diago based uh, technology for container orchestration which is Diago is similar to, uh, I mean within Diago uh, this is similar to your uh, Kubernetes or other things. right? So that is something a mandatory implementation which you have to do before uh, being, uh, for getting into Cloud Foundry 2017 certification, right? Okay. So you will know some of the mandatory features that needs to be done. Okay. So in terms of capability in the platform itself, yeah. uh, did you see anything which is like standing out? Yeah. So uh, coming to the uh, roadmap, like what is coming? Uh, um, I mean, before roadmap, is there anything significant? Because you started with Keynote. Is there mm -hmm. anything else you wanted to highlight? Like say. Yeah, so key thing uh, which was announced is uh, now Cloud Foundry is multi-cloud and uh, as per the market survey, uh, people, most of the enterprises is uh, having around, uh, they are not going with one single cloud provider. Right, right. Uh, there is a survey which says average enterprises are going with 4.6 clouds. Ah. So based on this, Cloud <laughs> Foundry is uh, extending into multiple cloud providers. So they have extended already to Azure. So you can have a complete Cloud Foundry uh, running on Azure. Mm -hmm. And they have extended to Google Cloud uh, platform. So you can take the complete Cloud Foundry mm -hmm. and you can have uh, uh, this running. And whatever required... So they have, with the, I mean, the leading three or four, right? I mm -hmm. mean, they have partnership going on with most of them. And some of them are fundamentally built on uh, Cloud Foundry, like Bloomix, for example. Right? Correct. So... And if you also look at uh, each of those cloud providers, um, they also are coming in with their own story of um, cross-cloud app frameworks, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft is coming in with something called Service Fabric. Uh, I think Google may have something else. I think you mentioned mm -hmm. Kubernetes and all that. Yeah. So how is this, what is your opinion on how this is getting traction in comparing to the native Offering what the yeah providers yeah the, the key uh, platform uh, key thing here is you know if you take uh, Google Kubernetes it will mostly run on Google and may not be able to run on other platforms so right. even in the Microsoft case it is unique to Microsoft. no they are not saying that so if you look at what Microsoft is promising mm -hmm. they are saying that that you can take that and run on any data center correct even a data center I mean mm -hmm. so it could be. Uh, an IAS player or a <coughs> traditional data center is saying you can run your applications based on mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. if you want to move your workloads to Azure, yeah. uh, so they don't uh, partner with uh, other cloud providers, right? Correct. And so that may be a different thing. Yeah, so th this, is, this is the key here. Now, if you kind of uh, decide to go with uh, Cloud Foundry, right, you can run in your premise. And tomorrow, if you want to take that into Azure mm. and do it on a hybrid basis, mm. you can do that. And at a later point of time, you want to run some workloads in, uh, in say, Amazon and Google and uh, maybe even IBM right, software. Right. You can run anywhere. Whereas, 
and these guys are already providing uh, either public offerings so if you want to kind of take is limited services from their limited uh, areas you can still do that you don't have to <coughs> install the complete platform mm. on these uh, okay. Okay. so that is uh, something which uh, will be slightly do key you, do you want to just elaborate on the, the basically how you put some of the services in house and some you deploy in cloud and how cloud foundry just kind of views both as one service kind of yeah, see, that is the highlight of the product right? <coughs> yeah see again see cloud foundry as such uh, not many platforms do that right? yeah that is true yeah, see cloud foundry basically in in core it is an app platform yeah, right awesome. now okay. for the back end databases and all those things uh, what cloud foundry provides is through bosch right okay. so through bosch you can create uh, a say for example a mongodb uh, distributed container pack and that mongodb container pack can run either on the cloud okay. or on your enterprise okay. so you'll have to just establish the connectivity and from the developer perspective from the end user perspective you just go to the console and uh, provision instance of mongodb where it is running is something which is completely abstracted okay. now the same mongodb concept can be taken for anything you can take it for a uh, iot platform you can take it for uh, uh, maybe bitcoin uh, blockchain kind right. of platform it can be extended so that's why if you see <coughs> ibm has uh, kind of expanded it rapidly and they are offering 120 plus services which is all their databases so that is that is one, right? one question i think to continuing with what <coughs> subha asked is though uh, i mean all these guys are building on cloud foundry Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at yeah so no, i mean this is a basic question on the the uh, uh, the handoff mechanism you talked about between on premise and cloud and yeah, right? mm-hmm. as one of those very important use case for uh, many enterprises mm-hmm. especially enterprises who work on both the government <coughs> and healthcare sector the the primary use case there what i have at least come across and seen is that they want to have build systems which can have data on premises in within their infrastructure Correct. and there is some data can go sit outside Correct. and the services which they want to deploy the services which they want to deploy <coughs> for their applications also can access this data which is there sitting within their infrastructure and outside so when you are having this kind of when you have cross functional teams or like many of them who are not aware in terms of how this is basically they know internally there is an a service gateway within their organization they go hit the service gateway start deploying the client and the service gate gateway will internally access some of the data sitting inside your system some from cloud and some of, some of those use cases what uh, and like at least i've seen using cloud foundry is that this particular setup what i have described now that something it is like which is work i mean cloud foundry kind of exceptionally sitting on that space to solve that problem very well mm-hmm. Yeah, see, uh, Cloud Foundry might not solve this particular problem in a precise way. Okay. Uh, this might not be the core of uh, the Cloud Foundry uh, capabilities, right? So, but what you are doing is you are kind of bringing in lot of enterprise applications, okay. and uh, you have a cloud, say, complete Cloud Foundry setup in your enterprise, okay. with some components uh, deployed even in the cloud. If you if you are taking a distributed data center model, uh-huh. so as your load increases. you can provision the underneath infrastructure either in your enterprise or in the cloud okay. so those kind of things can be done so this is a tricky uh, problem to solve especially on the back end some of the portions no it's not about the data center <coughs> okay because 
because when 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 you are doing it within the enterprise also, I create set of services. Correct. That set of services understands where the database is. Yeah. So when my clients need not worry about the database part, they only consume service. Correct. On the client, I basically consume certain services coming from cloud and yeah. certain services coming from my in-house. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are having this kind of scenario, we are building one single application. Yeah. Where set of services which are deployed within your organization, and set of services which are sitting outside the organization. Correct. So your entry point is same, yeah, and yeah. the service will decide. Okay, now for this particular yes. uh, thing, so I will. The, the uh, dev yeah. teams within the organization only know about the service endpoint. Correct. Correct. They need not worry about the where the infrastructure is sitting. Yes. Yeah. That's so uh, that that is I've at least I have whatever examples or like I've seen some of those implementations. Yeah. Um, especially if the organization is moving to application as service, which is IaaS or like some not IaaS, it's a pass part. When they move into pass, they also if they if they say decide like seventy percent of apps goes and sits in the cloud, and thirty percent of services wants to sit in house. Yeah. Now, and but the the application which I am building, the the which which is the client facing applications, yeah. which I am building, which is built by several teams. Yeah. So the apps. Apps are running in the cloud foundry. Now it is running in the environment where you are deciding it to run. Right. Right. So now when it comes to the services, you can have the service running anywhere. Right. So again, it is uh, if you want to run uh, by connecting to some services or your backends, okay. uh, which is there in your enterprise or even in Amazon, okay. either on the cloud foundry backend or even in otherwise, you can connect. Yeah. So you you kind of get that complete flexibility right. uh, over that. Yeah. No, uh, so so again, I think the what I supposed to ask was uh, <laughs> the difference in set of services what different cloud yes. providers provide. Right? Yes, like that, say, so that is that is a key differentiator now. No, yeah. but will you miss that edge, right? So if I am let's say today developing something on AWS, AWS <coughs> offers such a vast amount of services, right? Correct. I mean, pass IaaS everything, but if I am developing for let's say Cloud Foundry. Will I lose all those edge? Right? No, I, I don't think so. And if let's say the cloud portability is not a big deal for me, yeah. Um, do you still suggest that we should develop for Cloud Foundry or should we go native actually? Yeah. See, when you are developing for Cloud Foundry, it is uh, there is no different thing you are doing. Up, uh, you are just following the twelve factors, and you are developing a purely uh, cloud native applications. There is no different thing you are doing for Cloud Foundry because. Whatever you are, if you are doing for Cloud Foundry, you are kind of writing a Java application running on Tomcat or. No, I, I got the so, part. So. so coming to the services, see now, once you are running a application in uh, Cloud Foundry, whether it is running, uh, wherever it is running, it can still leverage all the Amazon services. Okay. So similarly. Uh, no, no, so th- that yeah. you made a good point, right? So then the cloud portability is gone, is it not? Correct. But so the moment I let's say use some AWS services. Correct. Right? And tomorrow, for whatever reason, I want to move out of AWS to something else. Let's yeah. say Blue makes up Azure. Then I'm still looking at a sort of a redeveloping of re True, true. Yeah, to an extent, you will you will lose that uh, portability. But then, if this is Amazon service, if you can access it from Cloud Foundry running from somewhere, even if you take it and uh, put it in another cloud, mm-hmm. you you should be able to still uh, access this service at okay. least for some period. Yeah, network latency and other things you will have to still take care, but you can still do that. So did you see anything? But, yeah. Uh, another key thing is when you are talking about the portability. Now, if that is a concern, 
during your application design you should ensure that you are not using specific any of the services which is specific to that particular provider i think the whole question yeah. is whether do you want to lock down to Correct. a single vendor or you want to go with a multiple vendor yeah so if you if you decide that for certain capabilities no it is a dilemma right so i mean <coughs> if you look at in a way if i am developing a cloud cloud foundry you are locking on a cloud foundry. no you are not basically <laughs> okay. why do you say so yeah you, there is there is nothing you are specifically writing for cloud cloud foundry just gives you an ஒரு Are you kind of fully locked? No. You can access these Watson services from anywhere. You can write an on-premise right. application, By you can access it. When I say lock-in, even locking myself to Watson services itself is locked down for me. Correct. Correct. So if that, that is the case, yeah. you should be careful. Yeah, right? that's exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's, what that's the point. Yeah. yeah. So <coughs> it, is, it is up to you. If you want to design something like on a locking down on a vendor, you are going away. But Cloud Foundry, you are doing it. then you are not locking down yourself to one particular vendor right? yeah and the key thing is you know you are going on a cloud foundry on azure right uh-huh. you can take the complete cloud foundry yeah. and yeah, bring yeah. it on uh, yeah, google right. yeah, so right. that is the portability, portability. part which you are ta- ta- so uh, there uh, in, in the two parts right one is the taking the entire application and bringing it and within the application you have some binding done for external clouds then you have to make sure your architecture is such a way where it does not bomb so not so yeah application is one but then the application platform yeah. the complete yeah, exactly. cloud foundry can be shifted from one cloud provider that's, right. yeah, that's the yeah. whole uh, i mean power of yeah. right? so there were a lot of uh, services which they were progressing right now they they were developing was there any significant improvements or new capabilities which they developed like say they were doing big data stack they were doing Uh, mobility yeah, so backend big, services big data stack is completely kind of moved out of the cloud foundry uh, platform oh, okay it is mm-hmm. uh, taken as a uh, that open data platform and it is a separate consortium this is kind of now strictly restricting it to the application only the core platform, platform. yeah only pass. the core mm. pass, pass platform and is yeah so if i take the core it means i don't get any application related backend services right yeah by by default it's the core and it comes with some of the open source uh, services like mongodb redis yeah, and maybe there are some fight and services you get it uh, out of the box as per so all those uh, the i mean specific services for mobility or big data right. it is all now moved under are they still no, open source are they are, so that i mean that was never that was never part of uh, cloud foundry it is indivi- it is uh, individually provided by that uh, particular uh, vendor or uh, it's open source for example ibm has mobile first on there pivotal has their own mobile platform okay. on uh, okay. thing so it's kind of uh, restricting it to only it is basically open source of multiple pro- multiple vendors have writing source code for a platform correct and you as a vendor you can take that and build your services around with that correct but as a end user if you want as an enterprise you want to deploy then it just gives you bare metal right yeah yeah bare metal passes so you can extend it so that is where the database services are bundled by the third party vendors basically yeah and they are kind of abstracting it yeah. so they are it is not tied to 
uh, you have to do it in this uh, definite way. Uh, so they are kind of using that uh, service broker model. So another uh, interesting thing at least I have seen because I follow a little bit of content and technology because pass is something which is alien to me. So <laughs> <laughs> much closer to me is the content and technology what I follow. Yeah. And I remember seeing that I mean if you are going to cover in keynotes and I will not talk about it otherwise I will. No, so I mean this kind of logically uh, takes me to get into the roadmap of cloud right, foundry. Right? Right? So this is a <laughs> typical thing which is uh, which is there. So now Cloud Foundry typically it was uh, using Warden containers and then now they are uh, doing is uh, they are they have migrated their entire technology of managing this containers mm -hmm. into uh, a thing called Diago which is basically uh, writing that entire uh, container management technology in Go language right. right now as part of that they have introduced first class support for uh, dockers oh. so in the Cloud Foundry platform uh, you can kind of when you are deploying an application you can decide mm -hmm. whether you want to kind of use it in the old way or you want to deploy into docker uh, container. The old way is basically yeah. VMs basically. No, okay. old way is also containers. It is okay. Warden containers. Okay. Uh, this is a technology which Cloud Foundry had adopted and uh, uh, they had done a lot of it's things. Either so VM or so you can say Warden and Dockers are uh, competing technologies. Okay. Though Docker kind of became very popular. Okay. Uh, so that is why they are adopting Docker. And another interesting thing is uh, a rocket is another container technology, right? Which is which is becoming like open source of uh, what, whatever Docker or kind of uh, open C kind of language. So that is also getting into the Cloud Foundry. So uh, Cloud Foundry roadmap, if you want to so deploy. It also gives you flexibility of yes. not binding to one single Yes. Container. So if you want to put your application in the old ways, uh, what it's called as build packs. Okay. Uh, you can put your application onto build pack okay. or you can put into uh, Docker or you can also put into rocket. Okay. So that is the roadmap. That is yeah. kind of slightly interesting. Yeah. Uh, people so say, I, okay. I, I'm really impressed the way the project structure is on. Correct. Yeah. And they are not like each independent, each are like core services are getting built. Yeah. And each mm -hmm. one of them are also in sync with others roadmap. Yeah. Which is what something is very impressive. Not mm -hmm. many open source projects have happened that way. Yeah. But this is something that is very impressively happening in that way actually. Yeah. So this, this is interesting. So I think the, the significant why that is happening is because the, the companies which were late into the cloud game. Right. <laughs> uh, they it was a pretty much uh, a launch pad for them to get much faster to the market and that's the way i see right? but and the, the thing i see is but there is much better solution than any other pass platform in the market yeah so now now it is becoming like number one uh, pass platform uh, because i see the kind of see if you are like if you are a company who is investing in technology <coughs> going with a bad metal then these are the kind of technology you will build. You will not go to Azure, you will not go to Bluemix, you will not go to some other vendor basically. You will probably, if you are like a tech, if you are a company like a Netflix or Ford or some of these right. you have you have your own technology te technical team who can manage it. This gives a kind of bare bone task for you. Right. Where like you can build everything on top one scale. Okay, so I mean anything else? Uh, since you are, uh, since you are, uh, I'll I'll go to the roadmap. But before that, uh, since you are talking about bare metal, uh, some of the open source uh, guys, what they have done is uh, they have tried. Okay, now I am running this entire cloud foundry on uh, this Azure and all those things. Can okay. I run it on bare metal? Right. Okay. So they have kind of written uh, uh, a uh, Bosch component. Okay. 
it can connect to your bare metal and you can okay. actually run uh, cloud foundry so and physical this, this like a slightly different context you are like <laughs> yeah. with the infrastructure basically yeah so i'm talking so about the same thing saying, hmm. what i was referring is is basically more of an organization taking pass as a base framework to do it i understood Correct. yeah what you say yeah so this that is something which is uh, which is interesting so yeah, what is, what does that mean so you don't need the wadin uh, yeah so you don't need the virtualization VMware. thing or you need uh, the vSphere or uh, hypervisor you don't need anything you mm-hmm. can directly talk to the virtual uh, so how how successful it is it's still it's like a early stages, okay. yeah, it's like early stages some of the community guys are developing and they are demonstrating <laughs> they should do stuff i think this enterprise okay how stable whose customer what is the value <laughs> no, I mean, this whole thing is about it, right? See, this so is, yeah, the, I mean, the entire Cloud Foundry is for enterprises, right? right? Yeah. This is like... Uh, I think yeah. one of the biggest stories, why yeah. I ask is because the biggest story that they're saying again and again is, okay, you can run on-premise workload, you can run on cloud. And you yeah. can run on any external cloud provider, so it means... You can cheat it, baby. No, but, uh, I... See, the, the biggest mind shift has to happen for enterprises. They have to stop questioning this way and then mm-hmm. move to... Mm-hmm. they have to become a technology company rather than have what is the value i get where can i raise ticket and stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, what, so, what? so coming to the road map yeah. so i talked about the the run times right and in terms of the services uh, it's the same uh, ecosystem so you have certain services and then uh, you can bring okay your own services uh, on top of it uh, apart from that uh, Uh, now there is a focus for the operations uh, team right so now you are aggregating logs from uh, all the applications and then scalability and uh, health managing so they, right. these are all kind of uh, moving into uh, one common area and then if you want to also bring in some of uh, your own tools for services they are kind of thinking about providing that that option so if you are having some uh, platforms or tools you can kind of still do that that is like what so i mean uh, may not be the right example but then if you are having some hp monitoring tools for monitoring your okay. infrastructure you should be able to bring it that's that's kind of in the in the road map okay but one critical thing i have noticed <coughs> because since i know containers side right, and then i mm-hmm. whenever i see a new technology i just try to compare that with, mm-hmm. with what is there in cloud the cloud foundry actually i see one advantage over container is that uh, in a container technology if you are deploying an application say java application mm-hmm. you have to define much more you have to define the runtime what infra- environment it needs to run and stuff like that but in terms when it look at when i look at the cloud foundry in terms of the document i have not used it so i'm just only looked at the document so i mean in terms I, of i see that it is likely add ప్లాట్ఫామ్ ఈజ్ బేసికలీ వన్స్ యూ టేక్ ఇన్ టు కంటైనర్స్ వాట్ యూ డూ నెక్స్ట్ యూ విల్ ట్రై టు ఆటోమేట్ లాట్ ఆఫ్ థింగ్స్ సో క్లౌడ్ ఫౌండరీ ప్లాట్ఫామ్ ఇట్ జస్ట్ టేక్స్ కేర్ ఆఫ్ దట్ యూ యూ కెన్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ సమరైజ
orchestration of containers right. see now you are running the docker containers you don't know whether where which server they are deployed is it can, uh, kind of uh, effectively utilized i mean it depends yeah. it all depends on how granular you want to get into right? correct, so correct. Because, uh, i think if you go in containers <coughs> you are i think you, are, you feel like you have much better control on the infrastructure yeah. and all that and True. there is no app kind of a fabric framework sitting on top of it no, the, the, the key difference is is <coughs> if you are looking at any enterprise setup there are different teams have different capability yes. on open if you are doing a product development it is not much into that kind of space but where you see in enterprise setup there are even though every team works in java there are different teams has different capability the one team could be go to the level where they can use the container write the scripts build the environment yeah. metadata everything yeah. so the other teams who are like go work on the same java app they might want to use something like cloud foundry where they just want to publish the java yeah. which can extract to that as well correct see, that as, way see when you go to the docker containers you will have more flexibility of handling yeah, the resources when you go to the cloud foundry some of these these things are abstracted for you. so you will have some uh, limited features yeah, but, but the, the the roadmap what you are explaining mm. they are also adding those Correct. features into the platform. yeah so they are giving yeah. so they are giving access to the yeah. the container directly mm. and some of these might not be as direct as you are running your own uh, uh, docker container or you are managing your own thing right so it will be slightly restricted at least to start with and maybe over a period of time based on the community feedback uh-huh. they will give uh, additional so did you see anything interesting from an iot perspective in the roadmap so directly yeah yeah so th- there is um, so especially if i mean on the, the platform itself yeah. not any correct other companies doing it yeah yeah so especially on the iot platform uh, now if you see cloud foundry you can make only http requests right you cannot make uh, other requests like tcp ip or sockets so there is uh, uh, there is uh, uh, a way wherein you can bring in uh, direct connectivity from your uh, devices mm. so you can do tcp routing and uh, other things so that is something which is in the roadmap i'll kind of go through that uh, in slightly detail right okay is keep saying and let him go through yeah so i mean you want to start with that okay. so i'll yeah I'll, okay i'll start with uh, uh, the iot uh, connect iot part right so basically if you see um, the routing part you have something called cf router all the requests are com- going to come through that and your currently it is supporting only uh, http routing http and https right so now they are kind of changing this uh, component to allow tcp routing right so this is uh, again uh, this was kind of uh, as a uh, case study it was done by ge and uh, cloud foundry team together and apart from that there for uh, iot you need something like mqtt or amqp right right uh, so they are supporting that apart from that even if you want to have a legacy workload so that is a feature they are adding in this uh, release so cloud foundry 27 certified uh, platforms will have this capability mm-hmm. wherein you can directly uh, connect with um, uh, iot devices directly okay uh, but apart from that are they offering anything else uh, from an iot like say device management and no so that that will be part of your uh, you what you are building your it's Some like an application which you are building so uh, has to pick up yeah device. so it's so something like ge is doing that platform and they are offering mm. 
mm. bosh is doing a platform on iot and they are kind of doing mm. who i kind of uh, they are also doing and ibm watson iot is also doing so they these guys are taking this capabilities and offering in the enterprise gate right. but cloud foundry as a platform i don't think they will venture into offering specific feature for iot i don't okay. think so okay um, <laughs> so moving on to the roadmaps again other key challenge was uh, persistence right so now if you take an application if uh, in the cloud foundry or even the docker uh, docker is kind of okay but in kind of uh, cloud foundry you, uh, there was no access to the file system right the so now output, output yeah, is something is uh, yeah it's basically uh, you should not be using the local file system yeah. mm. but then applications which are newly developed the cloud native applications still kind of uh, still use storage like uh, the object storage or amazon s3 and do away these things but then if you have an external product if you want to port uh, this was the key challenge which uh, most of these guys were facing so persistence even, even a database was a challenge so if you are not taking a vendor and you yeah. are deploying your own a database again is okay because again it is a service it is running somewhere and you uh, you can manage your services but then when it comes to the applications right. especially uh, the volume was a, was a challenge right so basically they are introducing uh, Uh, this nfs based uh, shared system shared. so you can connect and in a regular way you you can kind of do that that is something which is coming and that will also be uh, kind of given as a service so now yeah. how do you want to implement is different where do you want to implement is different yeah. but then from the cloud foundry ways it is a additional service so if you are offering that service you can kind of use it that. that is something which is coming and uh, the next thing is container to container communication yeah if you see currently Uh, an application A and application B, if they want to communicate, okay. uh, there was no way for yeah. them to communicate with each other. So that is the why the new service protocol, the discovery part, yeah, not not even uh, see it's that is new, is it? Yeah, I mean, so it's basically now you are having application A and application B to be communicated. Okay. Apart from the other things, how do you physically connect these things? All oh, right. So how do you internally network? Network is the most challenging part in uh, Cloud Foundry now. Okay. so especially on the container to container so they are kind of using uh, the container networking interface and uh, dynamically uh, using the software defined networking they are kind of cre- creating this that is something so which how is how is it compared to kubernetes sir so kubernetes uh, so one of the component uh, basically the diago you can say is competing with okay. kubernetes and some of the concepts there from there is being taken over here okay 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 Uh, and the route service i spoke about yeah. right this is uh, another key thing which is uh, now giving you option for various right. route option that is uh, another thing which is coming up uh, now another thing which is uh, especially on the apis right now if you are doing cf push cf push will take your application code and then it does lot of things and then it deploys now they are uh, thinking this entire container the kind of operations it is doing this itself is a monolith yeah. if you see entire cloud foundry each of the component is a microservice the controller is one microservice the mm. da all the components are microservice now there is a thought process to split the controller mm-hmm. because a uh, lot of the operations are becoming slower so they are redefining the apis for cloud foundry right, right. and dividing this one cf push kind of thing into maybe four or five services and if you don't want to do certain things you don't have to do it 
for example now if you do cf push it might it might push the application it will stop the old one and then push the new one right, right. now if you want to have a control uh, you push the old application keep the old application alive until the uh, new application is uh, completely pushed and it is up and ready and running you don't have to bring in so you can kind of bring in your own uh, blue green deployment concepts and then involve in this but apart from this they are kind of trying to give all the backward compatibility so your old thing mm. should still run so that is another key thing which is so uh, are there any other uh, interesting partnerships you saw so yeah from the partnership side um, uh, altos uh, autos or altos is another new platform which is uh, who are okay. becoming a gold platform um uh, and that this basically what do they do so this is again uh, they are providing a cloud foundry based uh, platform mm. Uh, mm. where it's like your ibms or uh, pivotals or uh, okay. other things you can you can kind of run those things right um the next thing is bosch 2.0 in fact some of the people say bosch is bigger than cloud foundry i was <laughs> you know, going through some of the conference it says bosch is uh, bigger than cloud foundry because this is what gives the power of yeah. uh, the right. platform independence and all those things so there are a lot of uh, uh, things which are uh, uh, changing in the bosch platform is it because it gives you that sort of tentacles to go out <laughs> of cloud foundry and integrate yeah <laughs> so it's basically cloud foundry is one and then uh, the power of bosch basically mm. gives you all the flexibility so bosch if you see the cloud provider interface right so you have cloud foundry if you want to create a particular thing you can kind of create that and do uh, whatever you want it is just giving a rest apis to create okay. and then uh, you can implementation is abstracted from right so this is something and then elastic clusters right so now if you want to have uh, so previously what happened is cloud foundry has two components right one is your uh, the cloud foundry environment and the operations console right now if you are uh, typically in the enterprise if you want to have multiple instances of cloud foundry you have to still create multiple instances of operations or the management thing okay okay so now they are telling okay now you can have one operations console and you can have uh, manage all that okay. manage all the instances so now if you want to have one in uh, north america one in europe and right, right, right. you can especially in the enterprises it's kind okay, of uh, okay. going to be uh, very uh, informative right um what else so i think that's that's uh, mostly about uh, the roadmap okay uh, which is uh, these are the things which is going to come right and they are kind of going to mandate uh, diago implementation for getting 2017 certification for cloud ah, okay <laughs> <laughs> so why did they, why, i mean is this whole certification thing do you think uh, is good or? yeah I, i think it's see it kind of uh, uh, tells you uh, who is the who is the uh, which is the platform which i want to take say for example if one or one year is okay but then if some of the people are lagging by 2 3 years that means they are not either contributing to the community and adopting the new things mm. or they are uh, that is a platform you might not want to go it uh, because if you want to move from one to other uh, you will you will have uh, uh, kind of uh, okay. challenges there and the key thing which which uh, was indicated in this session uh is uh, in terms of what people are mostly using are they going with uh, the open source cloud foundry or right, yeah. they are going with the enterprises so what so, what is the data is it more going <laughs> so, with enterprise 
Yeah, the data is, I was uh, thinking most of the people should go to open source, but contrary to my uh, belief or my expectation, very less people are going into the open source. Well, that's bound to happen in enterprises, <laughs> right? Because if you, are, if you need to adopt an open source technology, it means yeah. you basically need to build that skill set inside, you have Correct. to have a big team, yeah. right? So, it so is, it's very difficult. Yeah, so there are, so I went through some of the use cases where uh, they are using open source. Uh, and it is very very handful and even there are right. some cases where they are uh, though they are using open source they are going into one of the cloud providers to manage that so so you mean not going into open source most of them are going with what uh, pivotal yeah i don't uh, so i think okay. that is a debatable thing yeah, so you have uh, or IBM so or yeah key key players i would uh, yeah. i would feel is uh, pivotal no, and uh, bluemix right so ibm bluemix these are the key players uh, but there are other other guys who are specific uh, in their area. For example, GE Predicts is a cloud foundry platform, and they are they have taken a complete analytics route. Se- I I kind of personally tried, and uh, you can create a complete uh, aerospace use case, right. taking data from aerospace, uh, do run through the things, and then uh, do a pre- uh, prognostic and real uh, diagnostic. Create that complete application stack mm-hmm. uh, in in a day, which. Okay. You could have maybe taken uh, years together to build it, right? So that so they have taken a different thing, and that is gaining lot of momentum in uh, industrial Internet of Things. Right. Right. Yeah. So they are bringing in lot of use cases, lot of push, and that is something which is uh, mm. which is interesting there. Okay, We're pretty much I think close to uh, time. So is there anything else you wanted to um, significantly highlight in terms of this is what? Yeah, other key thing uh, is uh, with respect to the Microsoft, right? So now Microsoft has uh, uh, started supporting uh, Cloud Foundry. And then what they have done is they have (coughs) taken slightly different approach is what I feel. They have created this service broker approach, right? And within this, and they have made this uh, service broker uh, cloud provider interface kind of open source. So from Cloud Foundry application, you can seamlessly connect to all or most of the Microsoft services. You want to connect to their um, MS SQL or other services they can do. Other thing they are also trying to do is, see now, Cloud Foundry has certain components, right? You have something called user authentication component. I want to use that, instead of using the Cloud Foundry component, can I use uh, uh, the AD? Microsoft AD. They are giving that plugin. So each of these components, instead of using the core Cloud Foundry component, can I use some of the Azure components? Mm. So they are they are giving trying to give flexibility there. So that that is something they are bringing unique. uh, I think that sort of that game is everybody is playing, right? So because now uh, you really cannot sustain in the cloud ecosystem without adopting some of the open technologies. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I think there there are some more use cases and all those things, but I think we'll be running yeah, uh, right, out of right. time. Maybe we'll get yeah, that for any interesting use cases. Yeah. So I would I would maybe talk about this Rakuten. Rakuten is uh, a Japanese uh, e-commerce company, right. uh-huh. and this I wanted to talk to because uh, these guys. They're setting up R&D in Bangalore. Oh, is it? So these guys uh, have presented a use case of running the complete Cloud Foundry using open, I mean basically open source Cloud Foundry. Mm-hmm. So these guys have, uh, these are kind of uh, set up around seven engineers mm-hmm. who, who have taken about 5000 VMs okay. and uh, they have managed to run 
around uh, more than 1000 applications mm-hmm. on the cloud foundry platform with two data centers and uh, these seven guys are able to My manage God. it yeah and these guys are like uh, finding it lot difficult to uh, keep uh, keep up to date with the technologies okay. they have basically forked out and they have done lot of changes uh-huh. and now if you want to merge so they have uh, they are feeling a lot of difficulties mm-hmm. and then they have given some of the best practices uh-huh. if you are trying to adopt a open source cloud foundry what are the things you should <laughs> do and you should not do that is something i felt uh, very interesting and they have gone production yeah they have they have okay. gone production they have 12000 1200 applications uh, okay and, and most of these are may not be the customer facing end end uh, but then most of the internal applications and some are uh, customer facing internal yeah. basically the order to yeah so maybe yeah, order fulfillment yeah, or uh, some of the employee uh, applications or other things right so this and another uh, important concept which is coming is unikernel backend right mm-hmm. so um, there is uh, there are lot of people who are talking about now if you see uh, the stack uh, from bottom up there are lot of redundancies in the stack okay. so you are doing a hypervisor thing you are doing uh, some of these things um, so they, how can i cut this uh-huh. and also if you see the unix kernel there are lot of if you take uh, unix kernel even a floppy driver <laughs> Right, right, right. program is running now i don't want to run yeah, that yeah. Uh, for uh, a cloud foundry kind of uh, applications yeah. so this unikernel initiative yeah. they are kind of trying to say okay now i am running this yeah. and within the kernel what is the smallest amount of yeah uh, so what is the minimum thing which is required that is something which is uh, yeah. interesting it's so it's been happening on the linux world for a couple of years yeah. so just like naturally progressing into other areas yeah so and also if you see Uh, and they are also talking from the security angle right yeah, yeah, you see the kernel out of patching you need to do the yeah. hard bleeding everything goes yeah. down basically yeah. yeah so they are kind of trying to do some effort yeah. so instead of running on see now if you are taking cloud foundry yeah. it can maybe run on uh, the ubuntu image and all those things so they are planning to right, be right. a unikernel image yeah. which is lightweight Correct. and even if you are scaling and all those things is taken care that is something uh, other open source initiative which is uh, which is happening and people have tried it uh, to an extent yeah all all open source based i mean in terms of the platform providers will move in that direction because even when you want to go tomorrow to a data center yeah. and you might be adopting different set of hardware specifications from different vendors mm-hmm. so it could be to, today you are running on a intel uh, tomorrow you may move to arm or something correct so you need to have that kind of flexibility in the image which you are creating as a base yeah. os Yeah. So that, that's been happening on the on on both on the Android world yeah. on the mobility side for a while. Now. And and see they are connecting back into these into, uh, yeah, application so world. Naturally, it needs yeah. To so and and, they, and and kind of it is happening very fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And um, especially on the again on the the routing part, uh, if you want to do VoIP kind of applications. Uh, there are people who are trying to build this entire platform okay. so if you i heard webex is running on completely cloud foundry cloud okay. right so uh, now if you want to bring in the vivo ip capabilities right. so they are kind of opening that router area okay. for mm-hmm. those so these are some of the things which is yeah. which is happening yeah, yeah, so like uh, the fundamentally the way they built cloud foundry is something which is like really yeah uh, it's very flexible and because it's set of services which they have built as a platform so It just that they have to take that as a model and build to anything else. Correct. Yeah. Exciting okay. world there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's pretty much our update. 
uh, on cloud foundation live uh, anything else you want to talk mm-hmm. about <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can uh, talk about the mwc champagne next week or this week thursday also okay So, Murli, uh, we'll, thanks for coming by. Sure, uh, Sabah. You, you want to plug your Twitter or something? So you can <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put that. I'll yeah, so we'll... I'll active in Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, we'll also uh, link this episode back to the original one, what we did on, uh, on, on Cloud Foundry. Yeah. So, that sure. will, at least for listeners who are new to Cloud Foundry, they can learn a little more there. Okay. So, with that, I think that's our show. That's about it. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. 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 <laughs>